Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The big difference is that in 2021, the kinds of alignments that are present have corresponded with social tensions, but also progress and like progressive legislation throughout history. So it's less like things are just collapsing like they were in 2020 and more like there's friction that's leading to actual progress, especially early on in the year. That's really clear. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Njaima, Njaimayomis. It's Raquel, and thank you for tuning into Your Own Magic, the podcast. You know, I want to begin these episodes sharing a little, little synopsis about the podcast so people can understand, you know, what, what madness they're getting into. <laughs> no, but really, just to bring awareness to those who are just tuning in, and maybe even a reminder for those who listen from time to time, but, you know, something along the lines of, um... A podcast where we learn to heal anxiety and normalize channeling aliens. (laughs) You know, the normal things in life. That's about it. No, but really, it's a place, a space where we explore together to learn to listen and tap into the whispers of magic that perhaps you may feel called to. And, you know, this podcast, it it sometimes has solos from Wah. usually has many magical guests that are truly living and thriving in their magic and helping us unleash our own like today's guest and your own magic is sometimes grounded and sometimes out there way out there <laughs> because obviously there's way more to us and this life and this reality and this universe than what meets the eye that's how i see it but then again does it not meet the eye and meet the heart is it something that we end up knowing once we begin exploring and perhaps there are some modalities out there that can be proven if it was given the time to by what some might deem a credible source as a scientist or whoever. For example, astrology. I feel like astrology are one of those subjects that most astrologers interpret or read the charts as is the same. Kind of like when we do math, we see two plus two and that always equals four. So could astrology one day be proven and could it meet the eye, so to speak? I believe so. But no matter where you sit on the you believe in astrology or not seat, we all are excited to physically see the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn as they may look like one big planet tonight right after sunset. If you're listening to this on the 21st, and if you're listening to this after the 21st, I hope you were able to witness this with your naked eye. Unless, of course, your city has wild weather and a lot of clouds, or you're in a city with a lot of light pollution. And if so, is there a space out in the middle of nowhere where you can find and see this with your own eyes? And if not, then perhaps meditate at this time and just feel the alignment of Jupiter and Saturn together and see what comes up for you. Instead of listening to how to experience this, see what happens within you. I always, always am adamant about before listening externally to what everybody else says is going to happen, what do you feel? Trust your power in this. What do you feel will happen? 
I do this simultaneously with also listening to astrologers like today's guests because they're reading the language of the stars, the cosmos. They're reading something that like two plus two is four. This is what is energetically happening in the universe and individually given the nature of your unique cosmetic makeup. And then instead of listening to others interpreting this as some might say that we're opening a portal into new earth or whatever, which is perhaps true, I really like to tune and feel within and feel what feels right for me. And honestly, on this day, it really does feel right to see this as and feel this as a new reality because I don't know about you, but man, this weekend started to feel vastly different and it felt as though my body was shifting into something wildly new. And I do feel tonight when Saturn and Jupiter align and they look like one planet and hopefully I'll be able to see it with my eye. I am not setting a huge expectation and I'm saying this now to really cement it into myself to not set a high expectation but instead to witness and love what is and just enjoy the beauty of the moment without a narrative or story attached to the meaning. I know it's exciting and there's a lot of different content out there that shares this is what it is, this is what is happening, but after years of experiencing that and witnessing that, I learned that there's so much power that we hold within us that doesn't always necessarily resonate or feel the exact same as one individual's experience because we're all here to experience something different for a reason. So instead of following any collective group, think with something. Perhaps consider what does this mean for myself and begin to trust in your own heart and experience and journal this experience or write out this experience or send a voice memo to yourself however you like to release these messages out of your energetic body into another form so that could be verbal or that could be in the written language but indeed make sure to state it out loud in some way shape or form of course however if this is all new for you Indeed, read, listen, seek the wisdom of fellow spiritualists who speak to you. And then, of course, take in and trust yourself, your knowing what resonates, and simply just leave behind what doesn't. And no need to interfere with someone else's journey. Just listen and observe what you feel within when you hear what others are sharing. And when I do, if I do decide to listen to an external source. A, it's either a spiritual teacher that I deeply trust, perhaps someone who channels, and they also are very genuine and true in the human they are. Don't forget, channels also do have the human filter, and there are sometimes people who channel divine, beautiful wisdom, but their human ego or filter can sometimes get in the way. So if I do listen to a channel and there's more lightness, light than ego, all humans have an ego, but you can tell that they are more pure with love and light than with judgment and fear. Then I feel more open to receive the messages. This has been a huge shift for me or realization this December 2020 and I feel called to talk more about this in divine timing. So we have amazing spiritual teachers, channelers, healers that I love to listen to from time to time and then of course amazing very insightful astrologers who share what the stars, the cosmos have to say about this day. <laughs> I prefer, honestly, the straightforward, tell it like it is astrologers versus those that are filtering this language with their ideologies 
or have agendas that might be following a certain collective's groupthink. And instead, they're simply relaying the message straightforward. And that is what today's special guest, who is on the show for a second time, and I love her soul damn much. <laughs> She's become a good friend. Marin Altman, who knows the language of the cosmos very deeply since she was six years old, and she talked about that in her first episode on Your Own Magic. Well, that was kind of her first. She's been on the podcast a few times because she was also on the retreat episodes in Sedona and in Bali. But anyway, I am amazed at how her readings have been able to predict many big events this year. If you had any hesitation about astrology, well, perhaps Marin will be able to change your mind. In fact, that is one of the reasons why many outlets like BuzzFeed and W Magazine and Paper Magazine and even Ben Shapiro, <laughs> by the way, have talked about her or shared something from her in some way which blows my mind and no matter what Marin stays grounded in who she is she stays in her own lane and is one of the most articulate astrologers that have been able to really share this information in a way that spiritualists and non-spiritualists <laughs> can understand and even resonate with. And in this episode, Marin talks about the sudden rise of mass attention along with a 2021 update and why it's best that you look at your rising for astrological monthly and yearly predictions instead of your sun. And you can find an elaborate message about 2021 and each month on her YouTube channel, Marin Altman, which I'll link in the show notes along with her TikTok and Instagram and podcast Modern Magic, which I was on the very first episode, if you want to tune in, and I believe our second episode together for Modern Magic will be coming out very soon. Anyway, one other thing I deeply appreciate about Marin, other than the fact that she's honestly such a genuine, loving, compassionate person, I also appreciate the fact that she is such a beautiful example of somebody who has a vision and it's completely uniquely her own, not influenced or swayed by others on how to show up in this world, but she's truly creating her reality, stripping away others' ideologies. I think that's something that's so beautiful when you truly tap into your own magic and you're so uniquely you and living your authentic self. It's so wild what may manifest. Oh, and before I forget, I got to mention that Marin also has some courses on her site, MarinAltman.com to help you learn the language of the cosmos. So check out Astrology Academy and Manifestation Mysteries of the Moon. All right, and today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef and Thrive Cosmetics. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. And more about them and their new big offers in the midst of this episode. And if you have a moment or two, subscribe to this podcast and also rate the podcast. If this speaks to you in some way, perhaps even leave a review if you would like to. I do read the reviews and it means the world to the moon and back. <laughs> and now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Marin Altman. Marin, I'm so glad you're back on. Thank you so much for coming back on. I'm so glad to be back on as well. So thank you. Thank you as always for holding such wonderful space. Thank you as always for always being a light in this little community that is, you know, growing, but you've been there since what, day one. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Long. Been been here a while. I remember, yeah, like in high school, finding finding your own magic and being like part of the Facebook group. Like I was so, so young and it was just a part of my entrance into spirituality. So day one <laughs> <laughs> day one but now yeah. look you have branched out and you have your own community that is extremely engaging and loyal and loving and the world that you've manifested is 
unbelievable but also believable and I kind of already saw that before it even happened yeah I mean you literally saw the initiatory event to take it all off when on our hike in Sedona one of the other girls just casually asked if I was on TikTok and that I should join and in my head I was like I guess like that that was the catalyst so similarly since the beginning (laughs) chills chills I literally remember that moment I remember the exact look on your face it's one of those moments where you don't realize you know it's a big moment but you don't realize how big of a moment it is and I was just like oh this is a no-brainer she has to get on TikTok right and it's not even about the dancing like she just needs to get on TikTok I didn't know why that whisper even came but now it's very clear Yeah. To this day, I joke around and say that I owe, like I owe, I don't remember who specifically said it because it was in a big group, but I remember being told. I know. Okay. Okay. Then I need to send a thank you. (laughs) I think, I think that there were multiple girls that said it or suggested it like, yeah, but one girl was talking about it. Alexandra. And she was, yes. Cause she was filming. She was filming the dance. Yes. I remember that. Yep. Yep. She, so she's somebody, yeah. Feel free to reach out to her and thank her for the suggestion. (laughs) Anyway, what is lighting you up most in this season of your life? What's lighting me up most currently is the feeling of security and independence and seeing that I can hold the kind of structure that I've created on my own. Not that I've ever been a dependent or codependent person, but seeing that what's lighting me up is the the reciprocal community that I built holding me up, holding me up and then me holding this community up that has been um, just like energetically life-changing to feel like I've created and am a part of something where for so much of my life it didn't feel like that and so that's been also an energetic shift to not have to fight but to accept that I can create a space for others and hold that and I don't need to run away from it. Oh wow and look at how far it's gone in such a short period of time and it just goes to show there are a variety of different ways that when we step into our magic, like, or whatever it is that we feel called to, it's so amazing to see how the universe truly does conspire in this, what people might think is so out there in woo-woo sense, but it's like, no, it's just simply somebody that's owning their truth, whether they're a spiritual person or not, they're just owning and stepping in and then it's shifting the world in some way. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Yeah, Definitely seeing the the pieces that in the past didn't make sense like in terms of I was creating I was reflecting on this on Twitter a few days ago that for like a year I created so many YouTube videos like I was creating so much content just absolutely non-stop and I was lucky if I got 50 to 100 views on a video like it was no one was seeing this and no one I wasn't really talking to anyone about it like I would post about it but I was embarrassed to post my YouTube videos because I thought that then people would see that they were getting no views so it was this cycle of like oh my gosh I hope it takes off but not really putting the work out and um, now having such an archive built up means that now that I'm in the algorithm and like favored it's like blast off because now it's people can binge it's just this reoccurring cycle where if someone out there is like, I don't know why I'm doing this. No one is hearing me. No one is listening. Think of it as building up an archive and like eventually the doors will be open to the library. But right now you're preparing it because, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for my past self. Because once that overnight success hit, it was like the years funneled it. Yeah. Who knows how long it's going to take a year, two years of just your own, basically free labor The universe rewards that in some way. Just don't give up. You're a key example of that. And I love seeing it. Thank you. Even now, I still feel energetically the same as I did then in the sense that it's not like you hit a number and that feels any different. Like I can say that as someone who I thought when I hit this many TikTok followers and I hit this many subscribers, it literally feels no different. And I'm glad that I already had the dedication back then so I can keep that up. And I'm still trying to cultivate the enoughness. So I think that my hard work has paid off and I'm now now inviting in for once actually the feeling of like, okay with this because it's always like the next, the next milestone is on the horizon. And um, if someone's hearing this, that is still, you know, it's square one or feels unrecognized, knowing that it actually won't feel any different once there is recognition that you choose how you want to, how you want to go about finding the feeling that you want. So a word of both invitation and caution to keep it up and also know that 
it doesn't feel any different how many zeros I get in any way. Um, it really, really doesn't. Like I'm the same, same person and reading a comment, if it's mean, if it's nice, it feels the same way, no matter how many, many of them that come. Well, that is very grounded. How did you process both the negative and the positive comments for neither of them to really fuel you? I'm learning how to do that as we speak. Like I've gone back to psychotherapy because of how insane this has been. Um, because it's one thing for to get over like, oh, I don't care what my people around me think in high school. Like I feel so strong doing my thing. That is one thing. Then having like, your face everywhere and like seeing forums and reddits and comment sections like just specifically about you in ways that you never thought would be spoken about is like another energetic I mean like energetic mind fuck it's very very different um and it's like I don't care what they think but when you feel the energy thrown at you it's almost like this series of psychic attacks and I have always known that I was both very hard but very sensitive and some kind of non-contradictory ways in the sense that um, it's like I'm very porous and raw, but I'm not necessarily going to show that, not because I'm hiding it, but because I just don't react when I show that. So it was a process of seeing all the kind comments and being like, that's kind, that's kind, but not like feeling it in my body. And then getting like one negative comment, which happens every few minutes. Like it's gonna be, they're gonna come every few minutes and being like stomach punch, gut wrenching. Um, and some of it has gone away from exposure therapy, like the trolls all just block, like that's, that's a non-issue. But with some of the more intense things, like people taking things out of context or really big misunderstandings and whatnot, like all, like the past few months, like I was throwing up every morning, like it was really, really bad. Um, and that's why I had to get back into psychotherapy because I didn't feel like I had a, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was a victim, but I knew that my reaction was not appropriate. Like I, that's not sustainable. That's not how someone who's going to be an influencer or someone in the public, that's unsustainable. So I'm now learning and developing a kind of protocol of what I can do when these things happen. And I'm still talking with my therapist about it. But um, one thing is that I would tend to keep the notifications open so like the stream of hate could come in and I would feel powerful by seeing it all. Mm -hmm. But now our thing is like learning that maybe that there's there's not a point in re-traumatizing myself to the point of like physically throwing up, that, that that's not getting it anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and now like allowing myself to reach out and connect to people that understand um, like friends and family and whatnot, because my reaction was always like, I need to go and deal with this, be my own publicist, like raid the comment section, respond to everyone, which is unsustainable. And frankly, it's taking up hours of my day at this point. So it's, it's like, we're, we're, I'm very much learning. Like that is something that I do not have mastered yet. Wow, that is a lot and a lot of burden. And I'm glad that you have a psychotherapist to go to and also see like why, what is it that you're truly longing for or even releasing like that purging? There's a lot of, of course, physical reasons why, but it sounds like there could also be a lot of energetic reasons why. And it also could be a good thing if you're purging a lot of energies that are, because for whatever reason, you feel these different energies that are clinging to you. And it's so important to cut that cord in some way, but maybe your body was just doing that for you. Right, right. Yeah. It's been the biggest, just, it was so fast that I think I'm, it, it's kind of like a child star who's thrown into things and doesn't have the maturity yet to deal with it appropriately, but I'm not the child star. I'm just a really sensitive homebody person. So I thought that when people gained followings, they suddenly became like robots and other people controlled their accounts and whatnot. But now I see that they're actually people and that they just have to learn how to hold so much energy and like ride out that level of turbulence. I know it gives you so much compassion for yeah. even, I mean, I'm sure everybody can understand that to some extent, no matter how, let's say even people that are super private, just imagine that one person attacking you, like how that makes you feel, because that's a huge thing that's going on is a lot of different cyberbullying. But yeah. you are very, I know that you said like, it's like a child, but you are very mature and you have the tools and it's yeah. just the universe, like really having you, you know, go through it and work through it. 
I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara, and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. And also, you know, 2020, I know is a completely different energy than 2021. And what's awesome is that you foresee it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I think that power can sometimes rub people the wrong way when like, it's not that, it's not that I... And like psychic and I'm like tunnel vision. It's just that I'm good at reading these things. And that can like, just today I was doing a video about some things that are coming up for Trump. And I had a bunch of people that were like, you wouldn't have been posting this unless you were like such a big Trump supporter and me being like other people being like, do you see any of her like personal posts, like big war, like war in the comments. That's the kind of energy where it's like, I just need to put out my content, trust that I'm doing my work, my job, like, this is what I want to do. I can't, these are forums. These are not, these are not my personal, personal responsibility anymore. Mine is looking at 2021. Yeah. There's so many people that will say like, I don't, I can't look at the comments anymore. Of course it's good to sometimes look at them, but I understand why it's anymore, but yeah, definitely don't go on the Reddit forums. Yeah. Stay yeah. far, far away. And I do because I'm too sensitive. Like I can't even let myself go dig in. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's when people will actually like send them to me when like they'll email it to me and I'm like, this is why I don't look at my DMs. It's madness. Um, I can't, I can't anymore. I've had to hire people to do that for me. Yeah. If you can delegate it away, that's very, very smart and very wise we'll do whatever is like good for your soul oh man Marin, <laughs> that's a lot but you you've got this like I know that you've got this and also always remember like hurt people hurt people and when they a lot of times when people say something negative that lingers within them and then they kind of reflect back and retract it most of the time so a lot of people that we also respect this day and age definitely had a hard time working their way, whatever direction they were going, like working their way to the top. They had a lot of different controversies and a fall, but it gave them so much strength. And now, yeah, they're pretty bulletproof. Yeah, on the way. <laughs> yeah, on the way. Okay, so 2020 has been wild for everybody. So what's to come for 2021? So the big difference between 2020 and 2021, which actually there is a difference, and it's rare that astrology lines up very precisely with our calendar because our calendar is arbitrary and astrology has a lot of different cycles, so it's rare that it'll like line up. But 
2020 had so much breakdown energy like it was unprecedented like that was the word that's what astrologers were saying for years is that it was just on top of one another so many indicators of breakdown and 2021 is a mixed bag like most years like there's good there's challenging and um the big difference is that in 2021 the kinds of alignments that are present have corresponded with social tensions, but also progress and like progressive legislation throughout history. So it's less like things are just collapsing like they were in 2020 and more like there's friction that's leading to actual progress, especially early on in the year. That's really clear. Friction. Yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Hashtag civil war was trending today on Twitter. It might be a foreshadow into what's to come for 2021. The world is so polarizing right now. Do you see anything in the charts as to why or what might happen in 2021 with that? Yeah, we're having eclipses that started last June in Gemini and Sagittarius. And every around six months or so, we have eclipses. And Gemini and Sagittarius are signs that deal with information. As an archetype, Gemini is like short form data and Sagittarius is widespread belief systems. And eclipses are the collective trend shift. And the North node is in Gemini. So there's been an increase in very like small scale communication. Think of TikTok, um, Zoom. I mean, the acceleration into very short form media was huge. And there's been a drain or a decrease with the South node in Sagittarius. So a lessening on widespread ideologies on like wholly accepting one belief system um, there's this like dismissal of things that are not nuanced, um, a letting go of things that are like, instead of movies, we're now watching TikToks. Like I can't have the attention span to sit down and watch anything anymore. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of information and cognitive shift as the baseline for the events in 2020, and that'll continue into 2021. And there's the polarization aspect has to do with this as well, because the planet Neptune is at a location in the sky that is between at 90 degrees, the north and south nodes. And when planets are 90 degrees between the nodes, they're known as being like a skipped step or something to integrate. And Neptune as a planet of delusion and confusion is a lot of the misinformation and a lot of the overlooking fallacy or overlooking flat out like either obvious lie or obvious truth. There's a lot of muddiness in between the journey we're taking from more widespread beliefs to like individual data. There's just so much like nebulous misinformation on top of misinformation. And that'll continue. Um, The thing that will not continue that is a bit more, um, a bit more potent is the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that we had this past year. And this combination of Jupiter, the planet of growth, and Pluto, the planet of the underworld, the paranoia, the um, death and rebirth of life, the expansion of basically mortality and paranoia has been the major like polarization. It's been the, like Pluto is black and white. It is death and rebirth. It's transfiguration and like plastic surgery. It's cut and dry. So when Jupiter and Pluto are together, it's one coincided with pandemics because it's the spread of something black and white that's mortal. And it's also coincided throughout history with lots of misinformation conspiracy type of campaigns, whether they're true or not, because that's the, some, some of history has been true, some of it hasn't. And that's been the really, really major thing is that each wave of the virus has coincided with Jupiter and Pluto going exact. And each wave of a new conspiracy theory has also emerged with that. So that coupled with misinformation breeds polarization. And um, even though it won't be as, I want to say, life or death, because we can see that there's going to be alleviation to vaccines coming up in the next year or two, it will still be, it, it will it will be polarized. That's definitely a theme for next year. I think that is one of the things that is personally weighing on my heart, but at the same time, I'm thankful for because I was hypnotized to so much. And is there, and I'm assuming I'm not alone in this. (laughs) I'm curious if that is part of what is going on right now. 
Yeah, with eclipses and signs around information and misinformation, that the awareness of social interplay is becoming clearer, especially as we move into... So in March, we have the planet Saturn, uh, the planet of challenge and restriction, briefly enter Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And it entered Aquarius for just a few weeks and then retrograded back into Capricorn. So the planet of challenge and structure entered the sign of Aquarius, which is a sign of collective social structures and things like hierarchy or division and also unity or the collective. It deals very much with how people assimilate when they're put in a box together. It's social dynamics uh, overall. That's kind of the archetype. So having Saturn briefly enter this in March into May, I believe is the time frame, gave a preview into this kind of getting serious about what social justice and being a part of a collective really means. That was like, there are no more guises, not in a way of like, you're punished for not being real about this, but in a way of there will no longer be like the mercy to not let you see these things. And that 2021 to 2023, when Jupiter is fully, or when Saturn is fully there, will be definitely a time of like social reckoning or really waking up to things that we might not otherwise. But you know, I notice as well is that people are waking up to different perspectives given the nature of where they sit. They thoroughly believe that this is the way it is, that this is truth. They thoroughly believe that. And I sit in a space where I have a deep understanding of where a lot of these perspectives lie and why, and I have compassion for it because I know that in their heart of hearts, that's what they genuinely think is for the best. And people are also saying like their version or the way they see the world is waking up, is waking up. And it's like, all right, well then what really is this? Are we going to be coming together with one collective truth or is that going to take some time and we're going to just continue to divide for now? Yeah. Yeah. It, on a lot of things, I just like throw my hands up and I'm like, the world could be lying to me and I have no idea. So I'm just going (laughs) to act from the place of what makes the most sense from what I'm being given because certain things like it's an endless fallacy to say things like the media is always wrong because then it's like, what, where do you get any of your information from things that are less reliable? Like there's just, it's this endless regress argument of distrusting things and me throwing my hands up and saying I could be completely incorrect. So I'm just going to try to minimize the amount of harm I have in the world. And that's my baseline. I'm not going to try to claim that I am fully aware of everything going on because I don't think anyone is. And so I don't know why we're acting like it. <laughs> yeah. You and I are on the same page there, 1,000%. Now, are there some things we can look forward to in 2021? Actually, yeah. In um, May into July, Jupiter will briefly enter Pisces. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion and abundance and optimism. And for those few months, it will briefly enter its home sign. And when planets are at home, they're most able to fully realize what they signify. So having the planet of abundance in its home sign looks like definitely May into July, a kind of breather or breath of fresh air. And I'm following vaccine timelines pretty closely. And apparently that's when the masses would be able to actually get these, these because there was some sort of huge delay that caused Europe to be getting all the vaccines for the next few months or the vast majority. And so Hypothetically, that would then allow the responsive reopenings. I whether whatever you think about vaccines or whatnot, not making a statement either way. It's just the fact that when that when those start coming, places will respond with reopenings, and that lines up pretty clearly. And then Jupiter does re-enter Aquarius, which makes me wonder why we might have to go back to doing something second half of the year, or it could just be that people go crazy and then they're chill, like we do our travel and then we're chill. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to is Jupiter briefly into Pisces, May into July is like a really beautiful period for travel and for connecting with others. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember you saying that too. Marin and I just had a private session recently and she was talking about the potential of traveling and I was like, yes, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah. Even I, in the upcoming weeks, I will be traveling because my my dad is not a fan of the restrictions and lockdowns and he's in Texas, which is hit because they're not like 
it, it's just been, it's been bad. So he's been trying to get me to go to Argentina with him and I finally agreed. And so we're going to go in like late January, early February to Argentina. And, um, it's in like the middle of the mountains. And so even though Argentina technically has like terrible cases, we're going to be in the middle of nowhere at our like house that's just like out in a, like on a lake. So it's kind of different. Um, so that'll be my first COVID travel experience and maybe the last if this, if this ends up panning out according to, to astrological plan. You're like, all right, I'm going to go travel before everything happens. You'll be fine. You're in the middle of the yeah. mountains. Yeah, oh, yeah. so good to know. So you recommend that we travel actually January, February instead of May? No, I would recommend May into July when like it just so happens that the opportunity came up. And the astrology actually looks like the U.S. will probably be undergoing some pretty strict measures January, February. Um, I think it lines up with like the 100 day of masks, but it seems like some something more intense. So um, I'm like, I mean, if I'm getting out in a way that's not harmful to anyone and I'm just going to be in the mountains in Argentina, I mean, might as well. Short interruption, just a quick interruption to let you know what I'm going to have for lunch. Leftovers from last night, veggie and pesto flatbread, so good with the kale salad. It was mwah, topped with cremini mushrooms and tomato slices, artichokes and roasted red peppers. Oh, all piled this amazing flatbread and it felt like I was just having a very nutritious plant-based pizza. Of course, sprinkled with nutritional yeast, which is perhaps my favorite seasoning. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. And it was all thanks to Green Chef. <laughs> and Green Chef has a new offer for you for $90 off, including free shipping. If you're not aware of Green Chef, well, let me tell you. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. And Green Chef makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. So whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat something healthier, you know, there's, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or any preference. I've got to point out that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit as they are offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating along with how it got to your table. And it's also important to note that Green Chef's vegan and vegetarian recipes are high in plant proteins and rich in omega-3s. So. I've had this. I also gave my parents some of my leftovers. And let me tell you about a couple other dishes that I've tried recently. Well, the cauliflower and couscous bowl with kale, carrots, tomatoes, dates, and almonds, and a green goddess dressing, which is one of my favorite dressings I've ever had. They made it with tahini and miso and basil and lemon. It was so good and I just had the single serving because I'll buy these ingredients to make my dressings, but I love variety. I feel kind of bad that sometimes some ingredients will go to waste or, you know, expire and get moldy because I didn't finish it. And so that's one of the reasons why I do like having a meal service delivered to my door so I can try a variety of healthier options. I really, really enjoyed this cauliflower couscous bowl. And they had this apple and farro bowl, which was also super good. And I actually added marinated tempeh to it just, just because I felt like some tempeh. So, you know, you can also, of course, add in whatever you want and take out whatever ingredient you don't want to use. And Green Chef is gifting you $90 off now when you go to greenchef.com magic90 and use code magic90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com magic90. That's magic90, the number nine and zero, and use code magic90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. And it looks like they highly encourage us to share that they happen to be the number one meal kit for eating well. Again, that's greenchef.com magic90 using code magic90. Bon appetit.
I wonder if it's also the vaccines. Maybe something like that is going to happen. You know? Yeah. If they make that mandatory, people are going to go crazy. Actually, I see there's a really clear dynamic of planets in Aquarius that are indicating like collective structure. And then early on in the beginning of the year, there's some planets in Taurus that are indicating rebellion through refusal. It's this like Mars, Uranus, it it looks really, really gnarly. It looks like around inauguration day, especially there's going to be like a, it looks like progressive legislation, lockdowns. It looks very, very much like this is what's going to happen based on like some government structure. And then people being like, 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 no, like this, this very, very clear rebellion through inaction it looks very vivid. Like that's pretty agreed upon. So beginning of the year is definitely the most tense of the year, but it sets a tone for the next three years actually of like the struggle between serious progressive ideals, but then like more conservative, comfortable ideas. Um, but early on, it looks it looks like it's gonna be, um, I'm gonna sit back with the popcorn, I'll say. Same, same. Now, are you able to see what's gonna happen with social media next year? The internet has a birth chart. The World Wide Web has a chart of around 30 years ago. And the internet is currently about to fully enter its Saturn return. So Saturn was in Aquarius when the internet was created. And Saturn is about to fully enter Aquarius. And when Saturn returns occur for humans around 28 to 30, it's a period of growing up, dealing with the consequences of adulthood and like narrowing down and committing to your life. And so with the internet undergoing a period of having to grow up and like put its big girl panties on basically, when Saturn briefly entered Aquarius main around last spring, it was when the first court cases for like Facebook and media regulation began. And when Saturn fully enters Aquarius starting at the end of end of this month um, and into 2021, it's clear that the growing up of the internet is going to be some more regulations and like structure in terms of internet and media. So that's really, really clear. Um, with so much Aquarius focus, it's pretty clear that like online world has sped up. Like this has forced us pretty clearly to speed up that as the baseline, but regulation is really, really clear for next year. And when we're looking at next year for our own self, why is it important that we look at our rising sign for predictions instead of our sun sign? Why shall we look at our rising? So in an astrology chart, the way that we're making predictions or horoscopes is looking at how planets are falling into specific houses or areas of life. Areas of life, they're 12 houses numbered one to 12. The rising sign is the first house. So all of the areas of life fall according to the rising sign. So it, for the purpose of horoscopes, frankly, doesn't matter what your sun sign is because your sun is falling into a sign, but is not the sign that determines how all of the rest of the signs fall. So the rising sign is the first house and therefore sets up how all of the other 12 area or 11 areas of life where it's not that the sun is less important or more important, but for the purpose of horoscopes, it's not relevant to how the areas of life are activated. So the rising sign is literally the first domino on all of the dominoes of areas of life. And therefore astrologers, whether they even realize it or not, because some of them aren't really trained, they they might not even be realizing that they're doing this. They might just be trained partially because I've seen some that aren't aware of this, that when you're reading horoscopes, it should be based on rising sign because that determines how the areas of life are activated um, because the rising sign is the first area of life. The sun is not an area of life. It'll fall into an area of life. But yeah, that's a quick rundown. The sun is not an area of life. It will fall into an area of life. I love that. What about when we're looking at our relational area of life? What about looking at the compatibility of another partner or a potential partner or the partner we're with? So if I'm looking at someone's chart, certain transits in relation to the sun will matter, but they will be more specific than one can make for a generalized horoscope. So the placements do matter for your own chart, but for the purpose of areas of life that are activated, those will apply to everyone with the same rising sign. 
Dude, yeah. And that's why it's so important for people to find their rising side, but it's also difficult because not everybody knows their birthday. Right. And by the way, my dad swears I was born during the day. This would be, this would be, would it be life shattering? I don't know, but it would be life. I had, I had an incorrect birth time for eight years. Um, from six oh, to 14, I was given my sister's birth time. Thank God I was interested enough in astrology to keep being like, this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. Yeah, I'm not a Libra rising. I'm not smooth. I'm not social. I have a Libra rising siblings. I was born like several hours later. So for me, it literally was a matter of a parent giving me the wrong birth time. Uh, but I, because parents will misremember. Parents are not, not a valid source. Um, so <laughs> Definitely it, uh, not. Flat out, flat out. Like I work with so many clients where if they tell me it's parent memory, I go, I'm going to need a birth certificate. Like that's not, they, they, my mom was like 10, 10, whatever AM. I was born at five something. So yeah. So I'm going to dismiss what my dad said. He's like, I swear I was on my way from work. I'm like, well, maybe you went to the hospital, but did I pop out of mom at that time? You know what I mean? Um, He's like, well, maybe it was midnight. I don't know. I swear I saw it somewhere. So now I really have to look, but then I'm like, what if I, what if 3 12 AM was it? That wouldn't really make a difference because your sign is not close enough to the border for it to be like a one minute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That can matter if someone is like 29 degrees. Like for example, Trump has a 2958 degree ascendant. Like seconds later, his entire chart changes, which is like problematic, but because his life is so well documented, we're able to verify it through life events, like one way or the other. But if someone's rising sign is so close, I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm walking. I am very, very, I'm treading very carefully because, it, but you'll know pretty quickly, honestly, when I start throwing out life events and if none of them add up, I'm like, okay, so your birth time was a few minutes late. You were actually born in after then. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and also, you know, me, you th- I think that you felt that it was pretty accurate or something, right? I feel like some of the specific events and like occurrences would have not added up. Like you would have said something like, no. Because like people will say no, and then that'll either be me misreading something or it'll be like, oh, I have it in AM instead of PM. Like I'll get flat out notes because I'm not doing wishy-washy can apply to anyone's statements. Like, so yeah. All right. All good to know. So everybody go and figure out your birth time. Marin is probably very busy. She doesn't do one-on-ones anymore, but where can people figure out their birth time? So most of the time you can call your hospital and they will have the birth record. If you have no way of knowing like you were adopted or something like that, astrologers, some astrologers do offer what's called a birth chart rectification where they work with you to reverse engineer your life based on life events and they'll narrow it down to a rising sign. That was one of my favorite things when I still had a lot of availability um, because it's kind of like a puzzle. Not all astrologers will do it because it requires knowing a lot of different timing techniques that you can then like reverse engineer and whatnot. But if you're looking at like professional Hellenistic research-based astrologers, a lot of them will do that. So if you're really, really interested, there are definitely astrologers um, who do offer rectification. Good to know. So yeah, the, just a simple Google search, I guess, will help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you have a message for each rising sign and what to expect for 2021? Yeah, yeah. For Aries risings, you get a break. Honestly, you get a lot of a break. It's been a, um, an aggressive and frustrating year, few years, uh, mostly this year. You get to sit back and you get a break. There's some friend drama, but you mostly get a break. Um, Taurus risings, you're kind of going crazy. I mean, you've been going crazy for about two years now, depending on where your rising sign is. There's one crazy year year than another between 2018 and 2025. But yeah, Taurus risings, you're kind of in the thick of it of the activation of collective friction, where it definitely does look like your career is at odds with something in your identity. Gemini risings, it's a huge self-development year. It's like you are doing you and you don't really have eyes for anyone else but yourself during this time. Cancer rising, you get a big break. You've been going through it for the past few years, hands down in relationships and interpersonal matters. Like you get, you get to take a back seat. Um, there's some things with like finances being important to grow up around, but overall cancer risings get a big break. 
Leo Risings are one of the main main activated characters. Really, like Leo Risings, your relationships are really demanding a lot of growth in you. And it looks like your career and your relationships could be at odds with one another. And so there's this like drama of weighing that out. Virgo Risings, you actually are like not too busy and activated. Um, there's a lot of endings and beginnings around living situation and career and some like new self-care and health protocols you'll need to do. But overall, Virgo is not the most life-changing rising sign for this year. Libra Risings, another sign that gets a bit of a break. You will be having a really um, definite new beginning in creativity or romance, like a really new chapter of like letting loose and having fun, but not a sign. You get a, you, you get, you get a break, Libra Risings. Scorpio Risings are one of the other signs that is not getting a break and is reactivated, specifically when it comes to home family and like, like breaking out of your family situation by stepping into a relationship that's more authentic. Um, it's kind of like other people are forcing you to respond um, for Scorpio Risings. Sagittarius Risings are an interesting one going through a kind of an ego death, a clean out of the self and the identity um, might be even like losing weight physically, very much like a letting go physically for Sagittarius Risings, kind of keeping to yourself this next year. Um, Capricorn Risings, you get a huge break. You've been through hell the past three years, let alone the past year being beyond dramatic finale. So Capricorn Risings just get, you get a back seat. You have new focus on finances and like saving and investing. But yeah, think you get to recuperate after being thrown around by the universe. Aquarius Risings are the literal main character of 2021. Aquarius Risings have the entire spotlight focus. Like, I don't know, breakfast, lunch, dinner is Aquarius Risings. Basically, so much internal work over the past few years is finally calling upon you to like show the world what you've been working on and like responsibility, growth, challenge, everything is on your shoulders, good, bad, and the other. So Aquarius rising, big magnifying glass. Pisces rising, not too much compared to others. There's some big development in terms of like home family direction, like really stepping into valuing your home and family life. Maybe you're moving, owning a property, um, but it's a very internal year for Pisces rising. So we end on a, on a softer note with that. Wow. Well, thank you for that runaround. I mean, you, you, you've shared this quite a few times. And also, if you want the further elaboration, also including each month, you know, Marin does have a YouTube channel, which is yeah. quite amazing. And um, I was listening, which one did I also listen to recently that I thought was so funny? Oh, I know which one it was. It was your, your sign in bed. Oh my God, those videos are so old and they're blowing up and I can't believe it because I filmed those and I was getting no views and I'm like, maybe this will take off. And now they're all blowing. I mean, now like I'm almost at 100,000 subscribers. It took me a year to get 1,000. It's taken me 12, 11 months now to get the other almost 90,000. So it's been insane. And those are resurfacing and I'm so embarrassed, but also like pay me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I like, I'm like, you know, public spectacle. I mean, my AdSense is quadrupled, so we're fine. That's, that's how I justify it. I'm just like, it's fine. You're paying. That is bills. funny. Is it your sun sign that is the one that focuses on the bed or is it like Mars or something? Yeah. In filming those, I speak less to like planetary placements and more about the energy of the sign itself. So like you can pick and choose what signs are prominent in your chart to weave together. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I know which one's very prominent in mine. <laughs> so do you have a message for each rising sign and what to expect for 2021? Yeah, I'd say that knowing that if you're going to stand for something, you're going to piss off people. There's literally no way to be neutral because that in and of itself is kind of problematic in the face of a lot of this. So knowing that there's not going to be a way for you not to grow and then to shake off some entanglements that will be dramatic. So it's a dramatic year, but not in the same breakdown way. So checking in with yourself and making sure that you're confident in your actions is going to be kind of the only certainty because other people might not react predictably. Oh, so good. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Sure. Favorite tarot deck? I have the Hermetica tarot deck. It's black and white and it has like hermetic designs on it. And being someone who like likes hermetic philosophy, I really love it. Yeah. I love it. How is philosophy graduate school? 
it's great. Um, it's just completely like, I love learning what I, it's like, just, I guess, education porn. Like it's, it's so fascinating to me. So to me, it's just endlessly fascinating. Yeah. I love that. All right. Your music that you love different genres. I love intense music. I don't have any chill music. It is either rock or rock. I like alternative rock, especially from like 90s, 2000s and punk pop. So think like Nirvana, Blink-182, Alice in Chains, but also The Killers and uh, Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens. And I like rappers who tend towards more pop or electronic. I'm not into, I guess, mature good music. Like I want, I want Travis Scott. I want Ray Sermerd. I want Kim Petras. I want like bubblegum pop, but also bubblegum rap in some ways. So I'm all for like the dopamine hits, even if it's objectively not as, I guess, profound. <laughs> yeah, I'm really oh open. I, yeah, I can't, yeah. How about vegan brands? Like for food yeah. or? Yeah, for food. Because I don't eat a lot of like processed vegan foods that are like, I'm trying to think, what do I, I like, what do I, what do I buy that's like a particular vegan? I like Lakanto chocolate. Lakanto makes this like monk fruit sweetened dark chocolate. That's incredible. Lakanto is a favorite. Kite Hill, because I love their unsweetened almond milk yogurt. I was not a yogurt person before going vegan. Um, so I don't know what it tastes like in comparison to any other kinds of yogurt, dairy free or not, but I love the Kite Hill products. Um, and, oh, I like Light Life Tempeh. I'm very simple. I like, I like just the, the straight vegan brands, not the vegan brands that are trying to like convert people. Um, I'm an investor in some of those like beyond meat, but I myself stick to the basics and, um, yeah, I really like, I also love legendary foods, nut butters. They have the most creative nut butter flavors. So I really love those. Yeah. Yeah. I also have stock in beyond meat, but you know, what really helped was, well, Beef used to be my favorite food until, of course, I completely let it go seven years ago. And I did recently have a craving for it this year. So instead of eating ground beef, honestly, Beyond Meat really helped. And if anybody ever has a craving for whatever reason, perhaps try that and just see if that works for you. Anyway... All right, so this is the last question that I've asked you before, and you may answer completely differently than you did the last time. Actually, I've asked you several times before. How would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? Don't stop. That would be my answer now. Um, I know I've given different answers in the past. My answer now is not to stop. That if you in whatever way that speaks to you. Because if you stop, that means there's no chance of any magic. As even if you're doing things completely wrong, at least the momentum and ball is still rolling. Like at least you tried, at least there's something going. So there will be no magic if there is no ignition to the flame. Like there can be no magic without movement. So just there's there's no, if, if you're deciding what to do or what not to do or to do something, it is like literally smarter to do it, to be able to say, okay, that was not the answer, but I did it. Like, it's always about not stopping. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is cute. This also comes full circle because we were talking about that. And I have had moments where I'm like, man, should I just like give up and start something now? Yeah. This podcast, yeah. but nope, keeping the momentum. I haven't missed a Monday and there. It does say a lot and it does pay off ultimately yeah. in the long run, no matter how long it takes. So Yeah, I'm glad that you said that. And okay, Astrology Academy. Do you want to share that? Yes, I have many course offerings. I have anything from entry-level courses with things like my Rise Into Yourself courses, which are all about the rising sign for each sign, which are like a starter course. So if you're new to astrology, I have my Rise Into Yourself courses to really acclimate you. I also have courses on the moon. I have a meet the moon course specifically on the cycles and like collective manifestation trends and the moon cycle in your own chart. And then if you are looking to become foundationally aware of and grounded in astrology, I have my astrology academy, which is basically like a semester length, even though it's go at your own pace, it's 
a semester's worth of information of the history, philosophy, and techniques of astrology, the foundations, so that you can take that and go into whatever specific school of astrology with the historical, technical, and like consultation aware backing um, that I've compiled all together. So I have many, many different things, but um, my website lays them all out if anyone does feel called to learn with me in any capacity. Mm, yay, I love that. Oh my gosh, yeah, just grab her knowledge, but then also incorporate it for yourself so you don't have to depend on going to anybody, you know, that like really helps. But then you also continue to learn and grow throughout the years. And okay, so follow Marion. I'm trying to do this thing now where instead of having them share their handles, I'm going to be the one doing that. So follow at Marin Altman. Of course, it's in the show notes. Everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. And then do you have a Facebook group or anything like that? I do. I have the Modern Magic membership community. So I have a membership community of people who get early access to content, exclusive content. Like we do uh, iOS widgets for every sign every month. And we do a bunch of like downloads and guides for each sign every month. And you also get access to like full and full and new moon yoga flows and meditations with me and lots of like interactive things. And we do have a community. So if anyone wants to join that community, the information is also on my website. Uh, and that's what I'm about currently. We launched that and the support has been massive. That is so great. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Marin, you know, I love you. And thank you so much for coming back on. I love you so much, Raquel. Thank you so much for allowing me to uh, to speak speak and share today. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day. <laughs>